0: With Neil Humphreys in the studios, our Beautiful Places segment. Our place today is, well, it's a temporary place. It's fleeting. It's, it's a temporary. fleeting place. And, uh, of course, over at De Marina
1: Bay Sands in that area just Yeah, it's to an actual south. place. It's the high big top in Bayfront Avenue right next to Marina Bay Sands. And before I say which one it is, I'm going to ask you yeah. as an American, when I say to you circuses, big tops, childhood memories, what do you think? You know,
0: every year... We went to the Barnum and Bailey Circus. Oh wow! In Chicago, because my the company that my dad worked for at that time was owned the venue, right where the circus was. So he always got free tickets, box tickets for us, right? right. And he also got us behind the scenes as well. So we'd go back with where the elephants were being taken care of. And I tell you, it was magical. And anybody who's ever been to a big top three ring circus back in the day, um, it was just an amazing experience. Of course, now the Ringling Brothers has just gotten rid of their elephants hmm. uh, a few weeks ago, and they're you know being much more conscious about animals safety and all this. Right. Sort of. so, so that experience has changed. But what you went to well, see- Well, no, the reason you say
1: that, uh, you see, Americans always do things better than, than the British. <laughs> my childhood memories, as I build up to the Cirque du Soleil, yeah. my childhood memories of circuses are usually what we call in England, traveling folks who uh. come and pitch up at your local park yeah. and they'll have all the rides like the waltzes and the merry-go-rounds and they're usually operated by young men, younger than my nephew, with usually more tattoos than teeth- <laughs> <laughs> carnies, and, carnies, as we call yes, them. Carnies, <laughs> yes, Carnies. Those, those, yes, there's lots of uh, un PC terms we could use. I'm using traveling folks. And they only had uh, sort of, uh, they, they shared the family brain cells around between Ooh, each ride. Ouch. Okay. And, uh, you know, they had two speeds, sort of fast and faster. And if you wanted to go faster, they would just kick your ride to make it go faster. And I once went with a young girlfriend and I said to the guy, look, I'm trying to impress her, make me look cool. So he tipped my capsule upside down and I I threw up oh, all over the capsule <laughs> this is the kind of fairground circus you had growing up in East London you had travelling folks with lots of tattoos and no teeth um, sometimes they drank alcohol while they were working sometimes they didn't literally making you sick along the way thank heavens okay Glenn, so thank let's, heavens let's come, that's all
0: changed let's come to today that's and, all changed. and this week in Singapore
1: we have a genuine beautiful place down at the big top Bayfront Avenue Cirque du Soleil this one is called Curios the cabinet of curiosities now I'm a big I'm a big fan of of the Cirque du Soleil I've seen several of their productions both in uh, Singapore and overseas Mm. they are from Quebec they are French-Canadian in my ignorance I always assumed they were just French-French from France but they're actually from Quebec so they always have that French surreal quirky I'm being diplomatic some Mm. would say weird Mm -hmm. but I like it they always have these Mm. eccentricities Mm. and this one the Curios is set in the 19th the late 19th century in in the mechanical age you know the age of industrialization. Yep. It has a very French theme. It evoked memories to me of Gustave Eiffel. You know, very oh, Eiffel Tower kind okay. of vibe, and uh, yep. you know, mechanised iron structures. You know, that kind of feel. So it was called Curios because it's about a scientist in the second half of the 19th century. As is often the case with Cirque du Soleil, I think you need to be high on LSD, and I'm not recommending that. But to understand <laughs> the storyline, you either <laughs> need to be high on LSD or to listen to Iron. Can I'm we the just Warworth. see? An
0: altered mind state, you know, rather than specifically. No,
1: you've got to listen to I Am The Walrus on rotation all day long (laughs) just to see this show. But it's fabulous. It's fabulously mad and eccentric and crazy. It starts off with a scientist called the seeker, and he comes out with this cabinet that is larger than life. And it opens up and it takes you on this journey through 19th century sort of post-industrial age Wow! so it's all so there's no motorbikes or anything like that it's all mechanised so there's lots of bicycles and Mm. and trapezes you do feel like you've gone into that world of of a Victor Hugo and Jules Verne Yeah. so it has a great impact and it's 47 artists from 17 countries and basically the narrative as is always the case with Cirque du Soleil it's very thin just to string together lots of gymnasts acrobats hand puppeteers this is the funny thing Glenn two of the highlights for me and and it had everything you know I'm not going to spoil it go and see it for yourself take the whole family but it had the usual trapeze artists acrobats gymnasts contortionists all doing truly literally body bending mind bending things two highlights for me Right? Two highlights for me. Hand puppeteers. Huh. I, ne- <laughs> I never thought a hand puppeteer, the sort of thing you know my wife does as a kindergarten teacher, yeah. would be something that would draw me. It was spectacular. And I don't want to give too much away for the families who will watch it. But in a nutshell, they, <laughs> they have two guys and two hands. And huh. they decorate the hands to look like people. And then they put a high-def camera up close to the hands and they put this is how surreal it is right? and then they project it onto this massive hot air balloon because it's late 19th century very Jules Verne late 19th century hot air balloon on this screen and the hot air balloon moves around and these hand puppets become skateboarders they become break dancers they become hip hop artists and even now I can imagine listeners going Neil they hand puppets. <laughs> How exciting can it be? Get a grip. Get a grip. It's early in the morning. Yeah, exactly, right. But it was stunning. It was a highlight. The yeah. second highlight for me, you'll get this as an American. When you were young, growing up in America, did you ever get involved with yo-yos? Did you ever have oh, the yeah. yo-yo oh, thing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It comes and goes. The phenomenon comes and goes. The trend comes yep. and goes. Yep. It came back in the UK in the late 80s. So I tried the basic yo-yoing and the, the rocking the cradle thing. Yeah, the sure. Walking the, the dog, all That's that. the one. Yep. Walking the dog. That a yo-yo guy. And again, trapeze artists, acrobats, flying around the stage. One yo-yo guy and a pair of yo-yos, one in each hand, in the dark, lit up, neon. Then I was mesmerised. I, could, <laughs> I, I couldn't take my eyes off of a guy with two yo-yos. I'm saying to strangers next to me, this is extraordinary. He's got two yo-yos. And they're, and they're, they're looking at me going, there are guys hanging upside down with trapezes doing stuff that's mind-bending. <laughs> yeah, but he's got two yo-yos and he's doing stuff that's weird and mad and wacky. Uh, so with that, that Neil a real- uh, talking about
0: the uh, Cirque du Soleil that's happening down at Marina Bay Sands. Neil, usually there are death defying mm. things that happen in Cirque du Soleil.
1: Yes. So, are there some of those in the yeah, in this of course, show of as course. well? There's a couple. Again, I don't want to spoil it too right. much because I want audiences to see it for themselves, but they. So, well, it's no secret to say that Cirque du Soleil always has high wire balancing act. There were two that stood out for me. One was, and you always get this in Cirque du Soleil, so it's no spoiler, you get the guy who stands on these cylinders. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, have yeah. the cylinder. Then a small perspex plate, you'll yeah. stand a uh, square shape, yeah. he will stand on that, then another cylinder, and so on. Well, he builds on that to a rip roaring finale that uh-huh. literally has to be seen to be believed. But the other one, and again, it's a Cirque du Soleil staple the chair guy. Now, the chair guy, I mean, I like don't like sta- stacking the That's chairs. It, the stacking the chairs. Of? One yeah. chair, yeah. you have the four legged chair, then he'll stack the second chair onto that, and then the third chair, and he'll position it in such a way that the legs interlock with the seat of the chair beneath. Wow. And he nice. build a pyramid of chairs. Mm. Firstly, how the hell did he know he could do this skill? <laughs> I mean, that always intrigues me. Was he like 11 years old and he fell off his dining yeah, room yeah, table? Yeah, yeah. But he's doing the chair thing, three chairs, four chairs, five chairs, and he gets to about eight or nine chairs... And then you realise what's going on. There's a chandelier that's, that's suspended a third of the way down from the big top. Huh. So literally two thirds of the way up yep. from the ground. And you're looking at it going, he, he can't. He can't stack enough chairs. It's not scientifically possible. To st- he would have yeah. to stack 30 chairs yeah. to, to go all the way up. It's not humanly possible. It's not scientifically possible. Even <laughs> he can't balance like that. But let's just say, Glenn, he reached the chandelier. I'm not going to tell you how but (laughs) when audiences see this act they'll go oh yeah we can see now what Neil was talking about let's just say however you think he's going to reach this chandelier you are wrong whatever (laughs) way you think you are wrong go and see it it's absolutely extraordinary as I say it's called Curios I think it's the sixth sixth big top show that Cirque du Soleil has staged in Singapore Mm. it's here for a a while but you've got to get in there quick it's here until August the 4th Mm. so if you want to book your it's families you you better do it quick it is a phenomenal show and and
0: that's the thing you know it's great it doesn't matter whether your kids are two years old or the adults are you know the grandparents are in their 80s or 90s Exactly. there is just something that will keep everybody engaged at Cirque du Soleil well
1: that's the thing it's a very good point you make because when I was coming back on the MRT with my uh, daughter and my nephew you know they like different things Right. I kept going on about the yo-yos they're like (laughs) enough with the yo-yos we get it he was good he spun some yo-yos around my daughter absolutely because She's into the gymnastics. She loves the contortion. My nephew does acrobatics, so he liked elements of that. He also liked the hand puppeteers, by the way, so it's not just me. But there's one part that I'll be, I'll say it's quirky. There's one part that involves a mime act, and it's called the invisible circus. And that's Hmm. all I'm going to say. All right. It was a bit quirky and it wasn't so much for me, but the young kids absolutely loved it. So you're absolutely right, Glenn. Something for everyone. But stay for the (laughs) yo-yos. Awesome. Beautiful Places with Neil Humphreys talking about Cirque du Soleil. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.